Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Hey, cryptocurrent crew. If you're anything like me, you're probably sick of being stuck at home and not being able to go to various cryptocurrency and blockchain events and conferences like you used to be able to. Well, look no further. If you go to our website and go under the events tab, We have a ton of virtual conferences and events that you can go and attend. We have several media partners that are coming on to create great content, great networking, and a lot of insightful information for you. So please go to our website and give it a look whenever you have a moment. And now for today's episode. What's up, everyone? It's your host here, Richard Carthon. And today's podcast is actually going to be hosted by our COO, Stephen Miller. Now, he was with us at the Miami Crypto Experience And at the time, we got to have an interview with the amazing Ken Bozak in a $2 million NFT. You heard that right, a $2 million NFT. During this conversation, you're going to learn about how Ken first started in weed stocks and then slowly from a friend learned about cryptocurrency and then through his community learned about NFTs, which ultimately changed his life. So you're in for a great interview. Sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy how Ken Bozak got into NFTs. What's going on, Cryptocurrent crew? This is Steven coming to you live from the Miami Crypto Experience. I'm here with Ken Bozak. Ken, thanks for coming with us today. Hey, how goes it? Thanks for having me. So for those that can't really tell, we are in a Porsche right now, but we happen to actually be sitting in the first car turned NFT that I know of, at least. We're in a Porsche 911 Carrera, and it recently has sold at the NFT gala here for just over two mil. Ken, what do you think about the way that we're currently turning cars and shit into NFTs? You know, I'm kind of not surprised, but at the same time surprised. You know what I mean? Like I've been in this space since 2015. So to see it take that long to 2020 is like about time, but also it came out of nowhere. So it's like, whoa, already? So to see like the way uh, mainstream has taken the technology that we've memed with breeding cats to selling Porsche 911s for 2 million plus. It's pretty uh, sublime, you know? It's it's like, this is where it's supposed to be. This is where the space is at. It feels really good, man. I mean, the more that I'm thinking about it, the more I'm saying, you know, the application of NFTs to this current market and the world around us, it's absolutely incredible. But speaking of the incredible, what do you think of this entire experience that we've had out here at Miami Crypto Experience? Give me your take on the vibe, everybody that you've met here. What's the overall feel to you? To me, I feel like people get it. For the few years I've been in it, it's always felt like people just were fighting to grasp the concept, you know, trying to understand why is this for me? Why is this for me? You know, because they have a bank, they have a credit card, you know, Bitcoins, you know, why on bank? Why me? But with NFTs, it's like they get it immediately. It's not, why not me? Why not me? Why shouldn't I make my own NFT? Why shouldn't I buy an NFT? So to see that paradigm shift of, I don't understand what's going on to, I can't believe I haven't been involved in this this whole time. The mainstream comfortability stepping into the roles now of, of NFT adoption. I think, you know, it's only going to get more and more mainstream. Uh, this is just that 
beta test, 56K dial-up, internet, AOLs, intranet. I think that's where we're at, but where we're going, it's unpredictable. We've had our eyes open to a lot here across the last couple of days. And I mean, frankly, you opened my eyes a lot to what the possibilities mm -hmm. behind the NFTs have been. Because the sessions that you led were deeply like insightful on in the perspective of how an NFT comes into life. For those that don't know at home, Ken's entire community has really come together and rallied behind the NFTs that he's put out. And there's a lot of love for it. And again, the community itself is love-based. I've got a big appreciation for that as well. But if you could give our listeners a little bit more insight into what an NFT really is in your perspective, but also how you go about creating. Let me put my seatbelt on for safety. Okay. And we're about to get into it. I was about uh, to say, is this is this a bumpy road? Is, is, it is. It's, it's a bumpy. It's a bumpy road, but it's going to be a smooth ride. So, an NFT is sort of a, a non fungible token. So, a Bitcoin, one Bitcoin's worth one Bitcoin. But if you were to take uh, similar to one dollar is worth one dollar, right? But if you were to take that one dollar, draw a picture on the back of it as Banksy, and then list it for sale, what would that one dollar be worth? How many $1 without a piece of Banksy art on it could you get for that $1 bill with Banksy art on it? So that $1 bill is not worth another $1 bill. It's no longer fungible. Something has been done to that dollar bill. So with NFTs, we're able to take these tokens that are equal to each other up until the point we put our own little art on it. And that's where I think it's going to get really interesting to see people take a piece of money or currency and create their own IOUs on top of it. You know, this is a, a piece of Ethereum that I made a crypto kitty out of. This is what I want for it. It's like, oh, I took a dollar, I drew a cat on it, and I want 20 of your dollars without a cat on it for the dollar that has my cat on it. And I think we're seeing that gamification be played out, especially with the youth. There was tons of high school kids here, and they get it. Kids know if they Google Fortnite skin, right-click, download, that doesn't give them the ability to use that skin in the game. They know they have to buy it. They have to own the digital item, not just possess it in a downloadable file. So buying an NFT rather than right-click downloading the image behind the NFT, this is already something that the youth get and they're learning how to play with themselves. I was gonna say, I don't wanna, I don't wanna take that the end of your statement to be the, the big takeaway, but the more that we get people to be involved in this space, the bigger and deeper the impact is going to be. Absolutely. And I think that when you look at exactly what you just said, it comes down to the comparison of what we're sitting in right now, right? We're sitting in a 9-11 Carrera and every single state in the US, you have to have a title, right? NFTs effectively, in my opinion, are the title to the artwork. Yep. They are the title to the actual thing that you're tying it to, because it doesn't necessarily need to be artwork. It can be a collectible item. It can be a car. It can be a bat, because I think next week, Eternity is even doing one that's tied to a bat project with Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, like, it's, it's so inspiring where we're taking it. Yep. So inside of the inspirational element here, because I think to me, another really cool part about you that I want to make sure every single person in our community gets an understanding to if they don't have exposure to yours, is the story behind your community. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tantra Labs, where you can earn 12% in Bitcoin and Ethereum yearly. 
Tentra Labs is a team of researchers, engineers, and data scientists, economists, and optimists whose primary focus is in Bitcoin, which they believe will usher in a more prosperous future built on sound money. They offer real-time loan tracking, fast automated onboarding, 100% payment history, and multi-sig storage. And again, you will get 12% APY on the crypto that you loan. Tantra Labs is taking on international clients as well as clients in the U.S. except for the state of New York. For more information, please go to tantralabs.io. Again, that's tantralabs.io. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. If you want more ways to engage with us outside of the show, come and join us over on Clubhouse, the new app on iOS and coming soon to Android. On Clubhouse, we're bringing you brand new content every single week in a very fun and engaging way so that you can have conversations with us live. That's right, live. Talk to us, some great special guests, and you can join Richard and I every single week for a brand new conversation during our show, Let's Talk Crypto at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find me at my handle, at Stephen Miller. That's Stephen with a V, Miller. And Richard, what's your handle? R Carthon, C-A-R-T-H-O-N. And starting next week, you can also find us by joining our group. That's right. Search us at CryptoCurrent on Clubhouse and you'll find our group. Join up because every single week, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll have a brand new session for you. I was curious if you'd be willing to share a little bit of a, a quick background with our audience and tell a little bit of the story of where you came from and how it brought you to where you are now. Yeah, no problem. In 2015, I was investing in research. I watched Vitalik talk about the uh, Internet of Things and then Andreas talk about the Internet of Money. And those two conversations, Internet of Things, Internet of Money. Wait, the Internet of Money is the Internet of Things. They're the same thing. At that point, in 2016, I decided to go all in and live completely off of crypto, receiving my paychecks directly in crypto, not fiat. I used BitWage. So with BitWage, routing number, account number, you can work at McDonald's and get paid in Bitcoin. So every week, got my paycheck in Bitcoin in 2016. Never stopped. Decided, you know, maybe make content in the sense of two things. People kept asking the same questions over and over and over again. What is this? How do I do that? And there was like three YouTubers in 2015 and 2016 talking about Bitcoin. So I was like, fine, I'll make some videos. And then number two, I really want to talk to the thought leaders in this space. How do I socially engineer that situation to where they want to talk to me as much as I want to talk to them? All right, maybe I should start a podcast. See how that works. See, how, see if they see if they want to come on my my podcast. And uh, I started it. And within thirty days, I interviewed Andreas Antonopoulos, Ryan X Charles, Charlie Lee, all these amazing thought leaders. Just because I started a podcast thirty days ago, before I started asking them, they wanted to talk to me. And then after that, I I got really immersed in the space, making friends through those conversations. I started going to conferences. And traveling the world, I've been to over 300 blockchain or crypto events, period, in the past four years. It got to the point I was going to two a week. I've been to almost every country I can name. And it's just been an amazing journey meeting so many people through that podcast, through the traveling, that it doesn't feel so much as like a uh, internet-only relationship that I have with my community. I've built it in person traveling and a lot of them traveled too. They went to the events as speakers or they were just roadies like me as enthusiasts, you know, just going to all these, you know, blockchain events like 
kiss shows or something back in the day, you know, we were just roadies and groupies for the blockchain experience and building that relationship with people over the years, being able to help them, you know, with like, you know, doing their own research, giving like, Hey, I know this about that or that about this, do you know about that? And it was really like bartering knowledge back and forth, right. Throughout like your experiences with these people. And then, you know, there was the bear market. A lot of people took a hit and my community really came together and it was almost like everybody put a little bit in the hat when it came around time to pass it for each person in the community that clearly could have used that help. We all came together time after time after time after time. And it just turned into this like really supportive circle of people. And it was weird because we all started to notice that if we help somebody that was in a real position of needing help and we helped them so much that they didn't need help anymore, they got to a place so much faster that they could help other people. So we would just like 99% attack people that needed help. Like, oh, you need help? 99% attack, overdue. We overdid it and we would help them so much that they had excess help to give back out. And we just kept doing it and doing it and doing it to the point like there wasn't much of us left in the community that needed that attention, that help. So we started outsourcing and finding people. And with NFTs, we found that artists need that 99% attack now. So my community has been 99% attacking with love artists and just trying to get like as much attention, as much awareness around the concept of social currency created by artists. You know, government currency is just a piece of paper with government approved art. Well, what about social approved art? And that's the currency we're using. And see, I love that, man. I mean, one of the things that you told me about is like the fact that your community had adopted so heavily into just a phrase that you brought up, <laughs> right? In one of your very first videos, and it just kind of became the staple of that community and almost in some ways like a rallying cry. Yeah. You know, and I think that a lot of these communities need that. I mean, we sign off every single time we do one of these videos, whenever we do one of our podcast episodes or our clubhouse rooms with and stay crypto current. And I think that truth be told, back when you started doing these videos and introducing your rallying cry, it may have inspired a lot more of these groups that followed that are trying to take on a similar educational basis. Yep, that's the goal. To not necessarily mirror or go down that mimicking road, but professionalize around a slogan. And I think that's almost some, another thing that's giving more credibility to the space, because if it's just a bunch of guys in a room having a conversation, it's not going to lend to the fact that there's credibility behind it. Yep. We're so used to establishing credibility through things like setting up a firm record or building up a gigantic base. But these little things add up over time. Yeah. And so because yours is a symbol of love within the group, it's an incredible piece of your story and I love to see the way it's evolving. I really do appreciate that about you. I appreciate all the time you took with us today. It's been a really enlightening conversation. So I hope that all of you at home have enjoyed it. I know I've enjoyed feeling like I'm probably going to get arrested at any moment being someone. Yeah, we someone do not have permission to be in this car right now. Yeah, this is a $2 million Porsche and I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit in the wrong, but it also feels really right because I'm here with the original bro bro, Ken, bro, Ken Bozak. Brozak, I Bro-Zak. like it, I like it. <laughs> Might have to get that changed. I was about to say, man, get that into an NFT. Yep, Ken Brozak coming soon.
This has been another one from the Miami Crypto Experience. I'm Stephen Miller. It's been real. Stay cryptocurrent. Happy day. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Crypto the Superdog. I was curious about cryptocurrency, and we when I found this podcast, this it really taught and me all reviews, a lot in a way that wasn't overwhelming. If you're enjoying our show, Definitely please take a quick a moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.